it's a proudest day and the proudest time and the, the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast. Connor, you're very welcome along again. Captain, thanks. That time of the week to chat all things rallying. That is for sure. That is for sure. Uh, this is episode five, season two. Uh, just before we go on over, please like, uh, share, subscribe, comment, rate. All those things make a huge difference. You know, we keep saying this, but, you know, the last few weeks has just been mind-blowing. The figures that has been going through, uh, thank each and every one of you. Thank you to the guests. Connor, we've just we we're, we're in awe of it all, aren't we? I was just mind blowing at this stage. Just the uh, what do you call it? The, the the amount of viewers, listeners, whatever you want to describe them as. It's just been incredible. I've lost count. Um, you know where we're at on on each episode now. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And the, you know, to the guests, you know, we've had some specials and we've had our ordinary our ordinary episodes going on. And to each and every one of those guests, has taken the time out as always, like. Every t- everybody we approach can't do enough, you know, yep, 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 yep. And that has just made our job so much easier. We may have to throw in the occasional question now and again, but they just, you know, they're happy to talk and we're happy to listen, I suppose, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, I know we, we genuinely appreciate, you know, people taking their time to come on and talk to us and tell tell their stories. And, and yeah. that's what we want to hear, you know, yeah. either gotten on, you know, be it last weekend or, 20 years ago, you know, whatever the story is, we're, 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 we're always keen and happy to listen. That is for sure. That is for sure. So in this episode here, we'll, we'll look back at Clarny Forest last weekend. We'll speak to the, the one and co-driver and the one and two-wheel drive co-driver. That, so that's Stephen Hanlon and Declan Casey. We also uh, have a look at uh, Kirkston last weekend. We speak to the one there, Stephen Wright, and a brilliant new initiative, the Micro Challenge. Uh, we speak to a couple of guys from that. We also get the opportunity then to have some breaking news in the WRC, um, more of that later. And then we also catch up with Ken McBride, who is going to be JBRC this year. And, you know, brilliant news. You know, these young guys coming through keeps getting better and better than news there. So anyway, without further ado, I think we'll have a wee quick look at Clarny Connor. Yeah, look, cracking event, six stages. Great to see the forestry back again. Um, lovely conditions for it. Seems to be a good combination of, you know, twisty technical stuff combined with long, fast straights, the usual. So seems to have been a, you know, a good event from all I saw from the, the, the different clips and video on, online over the weekend. Yeah, like the two competitors I caught up with, you know, couldn't speak highly enough of the, the motor club down there. Laid on fantastic rally. The ceremony will start, you know, for a forestry event on the night before ceremony to start, fantastic. Made a great fuss over the juniors. Like the juniors are the future. You know, we, you know, this is this is true. You know, and to give the, those guys a platform, and then you know, then the likes of Jack Brennan and uh, Ken McBride and all them guys to get the opportunity to go over the rump as well. too, you know, the motorsport and you know the academy is backing these guys to see them get the chance to shine the same as number one on the road or whatever that you know i have to be applauded there so well done to the motor club down there 
Yeah, listen, as you say, the juniors are the future. And, you know, it's tough going on those girls and guys trying to raise money to to go rallying. So the fact that their sponsors are getting an opportunity to be seen, you know, it, it's fantastic. It really is. And it makes them feel part of it. You know, we're, we're well used to on the internationals, the juniors running on the second day or whatever. And, you know, not feeling part of the full event. So it was lovely to see the amount of attention they did get. Yeah, that's for sure. And then, you know, whenever the event's actually running, they're running first the road as well, too. So that's brilliant. And so I think without further ado, we'll catch up with the one co-driver, Stephen and Hamlin, and that will roll into then Declan Casey, who was sitting with uh, Hugh McQuaid in the, the two-wheel drive. So without, uh, the first question I asked both guys was, you had a great weekend. Yeah, um, we couldn't ask for any better, I suppose. Um, top step of the podium is as good as it gets. You know, so yeah, very, very pleased with how, how it all panned out. That's very good. Sure. And I, I loved your comment on social media there. You scratched the seven year itch. We had, um, <laughs> I suppose, myself and Mark have been rallying a long time, but uh, we had a, well, Mark certainly had a side of sparagle there for a couple of years. But he was back busy with business and that, you know. So he stopped that after 2016. We won the Bushbacker. Done very little since, you know. So, um, started back last year, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's nice to get back, you know. So it's been seven years from with mm-hmm. champion over ourselves. Yeah, and like, <laughs> so, you know, you, we think we think how much Ryan has changed in that seven years. Like that last one was an S two thousand Fiesta, and like, yeah. you know, now these R five Rally two cars, the way they they come on, like the S two thousand at that time was the ultimate bit of kit almost. Uh, yeah, in 2016, the S2000 was, they were very, very, very capable. Handling capabilities of them cars mm-hmm. were kind of touching on the base of where your R5 went. Um, they, they were very, very good things to handle, great things to stop. Uh, having the grunt and power of the world cars, etc. But uh, yeah, they were were a very good, very good car, you know. Um, so whenever the R5 car developed with the the turbocharged engines, etc., did bring them on, you know. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and like you know, we we're not 100% sure, so will probably tell us we were wrong, but we think that was the, the last time uh, an S2000 won uh, definitely in Ireland, Ireland, anyway, if not beyond. Yeah, well, well I believe I, I was led as I say, there'd probably be some <laughs> practice or if I'm wrong or right, but yeah. I, I think it was the last time an S2000 had won or the, like, an outright win, anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that I'm aware of, I know, so. yeah. Checked it out at the time, all years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. so at the weekend, Killarney laid on a fantastic rally. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant event. Uh, you had Adrian Cronin's whole team down there, the KDMC club, everyone, um, you know, Paul Nagel standing about, out, you know, you'd, they put on a fantastic start, start ramp interview. All the, the effort they went into with the juniors was brilliant. It's great to see the young talent coming on. Um, all the information you could want, you know, the time and distance schedule was out. The, the, you know, any that Sportify app was full of all useful information for a navigator coming down. We were traveling down from Tyrone. We've never done this rally before, so loads of information mm-hmm. made very, very welcome. All the you know, all the volunteers, marshals, brilliant. So fantastic event. Right, like really a, impressed. A ceremonial start for a forestry event. It was more like a, a Killarney yeah. Historics or something like that, wasn't it? You know, yeah. bring it into the middle of the town again. And, you know, this is what we keep preaching. Yeah. Rallying needs to be brought to the people. And, uh, you know, that whole yeah. club down there seemed to be hell-bent and, you know, broadening the appeal of rallying. It, it definitely did. The street, like, you know, the light, the each side of the 
photographs I showed you there, the lines and you know there was a few few people out like they were impressed with it and mm-hmm. you could see new people who touched you know they'd never seen rallying or never knew of rallying was on, you know what I mean? So yeah. um yeah, they'd all they all got the taste of it and the club done a great job of promoting it, you know. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's a lot of road safety. They had part of their ambulance charity as well. You know, they were, they were it was a very, very well run event. Yeah. You know, and then so you touched it. And you touched in on the way you know the, the the juniors was brought into this as well. This is yeah. a fantastic initiative. You know, for I think it's in the twelve to seventeen year olds can do the the rally. Amazing. You know, and a, like a one liter car to drive yeah. at the head of the field. I, I think that's like we're, we're already seeing the fruits of that coming through now. You know, Wal Crichton, yeah. Josh McGurlane. You know, and there's going to be yeah. more and more. You know, Jack Brennan. All these guys is going to be yeah. the next. The, the next, you know, Josh Moffat or Craig Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Craig's very good at supporting it, and it, yeah. it, it, it came out there. There was a massive buzz. All the young guys, like we were chatting a few of them, and you know, they're sure they're meeting their idol. You know, their idol knows their name because he's read their name on a, on, a, on an entry sheet and seen their times, and mm-hmm. you know that's a big thing. If you you, you know if you go back to you go back to you were twelve or fourteen years of age, and you, you know you're rally idol. You know you'd be very, very impressed. So really, really good initiative for the club, very, very, and for the championship. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. And like you know, the the championship this year, like it's it's fairly well spread all around the country as well too. So you know, there's there's, there's good driving in it. You know, and it'll be a long time before the championships decide it. Uh, you know, you've got like closer to home, you've got the the bushwhacker and all, but that's much <laughs> later later in the year. <laughs> But before that, then this is all a racky, a racky for the bushwhacker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, but, no it, it, the championship itself is very, very good. You know, we, I, I've done a, a few stints at the championship with different drivers and different classes over the years, and again, very accommodating. It's, it's a very relaxed way to rally. You know, you, it's not. It's a, it's a really, really pleasant bunch of people. There's a side of rally, and I suppose a lot of people don't see um, when you finish a road section. The, the wee long road section, as in time wise, thirty odd k or something like that, out to the first stage in maybe fifty minutes. So mm-hmm. you were sitting fifteen odd twenty minutes maybe at the start of a stage, you know, and there's there's class crack. Okay. See if you could get cameras in to see that when the slagging goes on and an old boy get a touch and you know it's good to laugh like and that's that's a really it's a really really enjoyable side of rally. There's a very very serious side of rally. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of yeah. You're, you're appeasing sponsors and you're keeping people happy but out with that that we dead time minute that we pre-event pre-stage that's mm-hmm. that's special you know it's, it's something very 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 enjoyable and because each and every one of you knows what it's took to get there you know you've known oh. that you know that the effort the money the everything that's yeah. gone into it, and yet you can still stand and have the bit of crack with that boy now on whenever the, the stage oh, is live you take his lego story. for for a oh, second yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as the helmet's on, uh-huh. yeah, a different story. But uh-huh. like you know, there is fantastic, you know, great crack. Like you know, there's really good crack. You know. uh, and then, suppose we were on behind the two wheel drive, even the top two wheel drive guys in the mix in beside you, you know, it was mm-hmm. it was good crack. Like, yeah, you know, and like then you know, coming up now this weekend, five mile town, a wee bit closer to home. Uh, closer to home. That's you know, it's probably for. People up around this part of the world, it's probably second to the bushwhacker, the one, the trophy you want. It is, yeah. Um, uh, local honours in Five Mile Town is is hard fought now. We've we've come close a few times before, but 
Uh, never just when we've got a couple of podiums, a third and a second, I believe, but never, never got the, the top one yet now. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll certainly be, we'll be giving it a go for it, you know, that's yeah. where, that's, that's, as, as will everybody, you know, so yeah. there's, there's nobody there really for the crack either. You know, they are, but they're, they want to one as well. Trying to, you know, do as best they can, you know, so we'll be certainly no different. And like Oman Motor Club once again laid on a crack and rally. There's eight stages, I think, twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. I'm, I'm just doing our time and distance at the minute. Yes, we uh-huh. eight stages, uh, four repeated. You know, so uh-huh. um, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting loop. Obviously, they're they're quite short, um, but if they're sprints, you know, the first stage is only one point two k, one point two miles. Sorry, mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's it is a quite it's a sprint. You know, you really if you if you if you're not on the ball in the first one, you. you it's going to be you hard to close up and bite. Yeah, you're not you be worried about spraying champagne on <laughs> <laughs> so, You may finish well, but you'll, you know, if, if someone, the, the guy that's out of the traps, fairly sharp, mm-hmm. uh, generally tends to do well in them rallies, you know. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was not, you know, with the likes of Killarney the weekend, we, we had a bit of more mileage. Uh, the first stage, 12.2, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it took. Uh, for ourselves, they were fantastic stages in Killarney. We were using uh, it took a few kilometers for us to get back into swing. You know, we had a very, very short test. Um, as we probably may as well say, Mark wasn't going to make it tonight. He's in family duties. Mm-hmm. I think he was blessed with another another addition to his family last week. So, um, test and time, except there was limited, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, thankfully, his darling wife is, <laughs> is one of his biggest supporters. So, he get the blessing to go down and, and compete and pay it off. But the, the test time was limited. So we the first half of the first stage was just talk about it getting into. Uh-huh. Uh, come good then in the, towards the second half of the first stage, you know. But again, the likes of in the five mile town, you know, that you'd been over. So you, uh-huh. you had a, we had a reasonable first stage, as in mm-hmm. we were we were still in the mix. We knew. And there was more to come, we, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, we knew where, where oh, right, we need to do this better, we need to change that, and we've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Alexa from Five Mile Town, if that happens, you know, you've, you're two stages before you get caught up to speed, you know. Aye, the head goes down almost before we get, yeah. get started. Yeah, you're, 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 you're deflated. If we had stopped halfway in that first stage, you'd have been going, you know, God, we're mm-hmm. not, not bad, but certainly we knew ourselves. Like, this has been building for Mark, it's been building now for, I suppose, last year um, you're right we didn't do any rallying since 2016 um, the pace has moved on S2000 and R5 cars quite a large step up um, so it's taken a few meetings a few rallies to kind of get the pace mm-hmm. we at that tail end of the bushwhacker you know we're starting to go right this is where it's at you know and that is Trying to race the Paddy O'Brien's and Gahan McCourt's and the Desi Henry's mm-hmm. and the Jason Mitchell's. You know, if you're trying in the middle of the boys, you are, the boys are going very hard. Yeah. Um, and we'd done a bit of studying after and we are like, right, this is what we need to do this. And, and we adapted that and we brought that forward and we put it down into Killarney and it paid off. You know, so it worked really well. That, you know, and as not what rallying's all about, sort of, looking to see where your weaknesses is and seeing what you can yeah. do and then putting that into practice and it's great to see it come yeah. come to fruition then when it all works comes together well yeah no very good you know so 
Um, second second stage, we, we again, small small thing is what we haven't had a big pile of. We've been in the north, we were all running the 34 mil. So uh, coming back to 32, you're into the pop-off valve issues, which again sort of kind of hampered us a little bit in the second stage. It was still enough to get to clinch second. We were going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. you know. But then, as I say, we went into that third stage, that Mount Eagle stage for us was... That was a class stage. <laughs> really, really good stage. Um, everything, everything worked. You know, the car, the tires, setup, the notes we had done for it was brilliant. Uh, it worked really, really well. You know, um, and it was the thing about it is we we come through it very comfortable. If that makes sense, there was no no dramas, no twenty, no, no drama, no moments, no you know, no effy parts. You know, so it was it was fantastic, and then. I suppose then to carry that lead, and then it was where it were. Mm-hmm. We knew we were. This was this was it. You know, we weren't going to give it up then. So we went in fifth stage with another fastest time. No fourth stage, sorry, the fastest time again. And then we knew then just sort of maintain it. Uh, Vivian Hamill had problems. He pulled over on a road section, and uh, young Ryan Caldwell, stormer of an event, yeah. brilliant drive from him, mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, but as I say, we were fit to. Kind of gauge if we knew if we were close enough. When we we weren't getting Ryan's results or his time, sorry, to literally we were in the start line ready to go, you know, mm-hmm. in between stages because he he run he was run back and forth in the car fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's listening, you'll have that to say in five minutes. He's up the same. So, um, but uh, you know, it was it was interesting. So even after the last stage, you know, we we knew. We could afford to drop a little bit of time, but we were sort of kind of trying to maintain the rain, and uh, it, it was good, you know. Yeah. So keep a balance now, you know, you're still, you're still, did we? I just think, you know, you, know. you have to go fast enough to, to one, but not, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's maintaining the concentration. If, if and tried, uh, yeah. yeah, and as I say to Mark, it was a very, very, very mature drive from Mark, because he did, he's like, oh, right, no, you know, this is a case now, we have 10 odd seconds, it's 10 kilometres, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't do it and finish, basically, you know. So, yeah, uh, not finish, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was literally from from the half day, the rally was ours to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, inevitably, we had, we, you know, we had a good enough lead. Um, it was ours to lose if, if that. So it was a case then trying to manage that and make sure that we didn't do that, you know. But uh, credit to Ryan, he's going to be hard work this year now. So he's just another one. I think, you know, his first gravel rally in the, the R5 Fabia, yeah. like, fantastic, you know, like, yeah. You said earlier that uh, uh, Patrick O'Brien says like this is a guy to watch. Never Patrick O'Brien tells you yeah. that something's yeah. a guy to watch. <laughs> you watch him. I, I was speaking to him, a great friend of Paddy, and he was, I was asking him before, and I said, well, what about Ryan? How's he going to go in the Skoda? And he just says he's quick. <laughs> I says, well, if Paddy O'Brien says he's quick, he must be quick. Yes. So mm-hmm. he, he's a fair, a fair judge of character for speed, you know. We did. We did have some run, all right. Um, <laughs> It started off, started off on stage one. We had a bad misfire in the engine, and we we didn't really, we couldn't really diagnose it. We didn't know how it was. Uh, towards the end of stage one, it it's cleared a good bit, and then through the road section, we we done a few checks, and uh, we couldn't find anything wrong. So we gave it a good rev on the road section to make sure everything was okay, and I we thought we were after getting to the end of it. Then we went to stage two, and stage two was cancelled for us because the car in front of us broke down in a very narrow part of the stage and couldn't get off the road, so we had to stop behind him, and we got a nominal time for two. 
So then we headed into three, and that was the first stage, really, that the car was going properly. And uh, we had a good time through three. And I think we were fastest two-wheel drive by about four seconds on three. Mm-hmm. Uh, went into service. Um, had a good look over the car. Again, couldn't find anything wrong with it, so we presumed that everything was okay. Um, came out for the second loop, and on stage four, we had a very good time where we took 30 off the first time over it. But again, the, with the misfire, you would have expected to be a lot faster. Uh-huh. We weren't expecting to be 30 faster. Mm-hmm. And we knew that Mickey Conlon was after doing around an 8.20 the first time. And we came over the finish line at 8.01. And I kind of looked across to Hugh and I said, if he takes 20 seconds off his first stage time, uh, we're in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Mickey done something like an 8.15. So... We took a good chunk of time back off in there straight away. Um, obviously, Mickey reacted to that, and we were absolute neck on neck, same second uh, on stage five, which put us up six going into the final stage. Um, and, of course, it was give it all over the final, and we finished up uh, three faster in that stage, and we finished up with a... a Nine altogether. Nine, we, we won yeah, it by nine. Yeah. And like anybody that's seen any clips of the car, we must say you were sitting with Hugh McQueen at the weekend. Anybody seen any footage of the Black Mark too? This car sounds just class in the forest, doesn't it? It is absolutely as good as it gets, I think, in the forest. Um, <laughs> Six-speed, tractive box, rigor suspension, um, lunatic behind the wheel, yes. uh, BDG from Sherwood. And when it was going right, it was just phenomenal. The power out of it is crazy. Um, seemed to have very good traction. Um, it wasn't that hard on tyres all day, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper tyres, need a mention. Um, very, very, very good care. Very competitive care. Mm-hmm. And um, Hugh was driving superb as well, of course. Yeah. And, like, you know, Q has been rallying now for, oh, 12... 14, 15, maybe 14, 15 years now at this stage. And he's one of those guys, he didn't jump in head first. He took his time, he started in his pinto and he's worked his way up. And he, you know, yep. he's, he's got very competitive anytime he's out now, no matter whether it's historic, this new modified car, or, you know, even back in the pinto days, he could go and gravel tar and set some cracking times. And it's good to see it all finally come together and getting the two wheel drive one there at the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. I think the first time I sat with you was Killarney Historics in his yellow car. It was a new car at the time with a new Pinto. Um, he didn't really know Killarney that well, but he, he was getting used to the car and we had a good run up to Ballackbeema where we went off slightly. No damage, but um, there's a famous story where Paul Nagel and Craig Breen were the two guys that pulled us out of the ditch. <laughs> Because they were the only two that were within two miles of where we were going off. Uh, they were just after going off in the metro. They broke a prop shaft or something in the metro yeah. just 200 yards down the road. So the two white suits came running up the road, but they weren't very white when we were finished. <laughs> um, that was the first time I sat with you, I think. Then we went to do Galway after that in the same car. Mm-hmm. Falling. That was the, This is all before COVID now. Uh-huh. And um, we did Galway. We got about halfway through Galway and we had a throttle sensor failure, I think. It's what happened in the finish. And then COVID arrived and put us all on our driving simulators. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, next time I sat with you was 
uh, Ulster last year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. We were running third overall in a BDG, uh, new car to Hugh. And um, we were going very well, actually, and getting faster with every stage mile. And he was getting used to the car. And I think, was it two or three from the end, the f- trattle stuck open and we had no choice but to turn it off. And that was end of rally. So it was a bit disappointing. He was going very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Black Beast arrived in Killarney in the <laughs> Castle Island Forestry. Yeah. Um, phenomenal care. Phenomenal care. Um, can't wait to get back into it again, to be honest. Yeah. And, like, you know, you know, Q is a great supporter of forestry events in particular. Has he plans to maybe see out the championship or is he going to just pick and choose um, the events? I think his main mission was to try and get this car right. Um, it was going fairly well now the last day. Uh, mm. To be fair, it was, it was going perfect towards the end of the day. Um, he's after entering Five Mile Town. Um, I wasn't going to go to Five Mile Town, but as the as the week has progressed, I am actually going to Five Mile Town now. Um, I'm sitting with Stephen Corey, who was in front of us on Sunday. Um, Stephen was looking for a for a co-driver, and there didn't seem to be anybody around that was willing willing and able. And uh, we got chatting there Sunday, and it turns out that uh, I have to wash the, the rally suit again this week. Um. Hugh was doing that rally now, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. You know, there was there was only Hugh and Mickey in Killarney, really. They were going very quick in escorts, so you'll have a lot more competition now in Five Mile Town. Um, Moonraker is the next round of the Irish Forestry, uh, which is very close to me. And um, He's he hasn't committed yet, but we're we're working. I'm I'm working hard. He hasn't said no. <laughs> he hasn't said no. Yeah, I'm working hard to try and get him down to Cork. Uh, that would suit me. Um, but sure, look, he's a busy man. There's lots of, lots of pots on the stove. That's for sure. That's for sure. And we just have to see how things pan out for him. Yeah, and then with your other hat on, like you have to be delighted. I know you didn't make the start yourself in Galway, but like great battle there. And there's what there's chat of over thirty historics now for West Cork in a few weeks' time already. Yes, I was uh, messaging Kevin O'Driscoll today, the press officer in Cork. He tells me there's thirty historic centred at the moment, and um, there might be one or two more that are trying to get paperwork in order. There's, mm-hmm. There seems to be a bit of an issue with paperwork at the moment. Yeah. Um, fantastic, yes. I did go to Galway. I still went. Um, I was staying in the same hotel as Duncan Williams, who I sat with last year. And rather than... I went out spectating Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stayed in service Sunday and I gave Duncan a bit of a hand. Um, not that I could do much now, to be honest, but uh gave him a bit of advice. Encouragement. <laughs> a bit of encouragement, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he did, he did he did well. He was he was third in a very hot battle with uh, Marion Evans. I've written down here in case I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marion and Ray Breen was Marion was was going very well in front. Um, Ray was only thirty seconds off him in the finish after mm-hmm. two days rallying, and uh, Duncan was third. So a good haul of points for Duncan, the ex champ. Yes. But might be champ again. Yeah, but isn't it great to see like there's a, a, a good few new names there in Galway, and by the sound of things, that trend's going to continue throughout the year. There's going to be more and more come into that class. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
There's, there's a couple of names mentioned in West Cork. They were very competitive in Killarney in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, through one reason or another, they didn't get to the end, including well, we did get to the end, but we had a bit of an off into Chicane and Killarney uh, that put us back a good few minutes. Um, you have fellas like Sebastian Ling there that was very quick in Killarney, but went off the road in Ballot Beam, I think. Um, there's a couple of Falvies back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thirty. There's a right, very good, strong field of thirty. Like it's it's thirty good. Yeah, good and, and then and Galway, you know, we had the likes of Rob Smith returning, Wall Onions coming over, and like right. these these guys are no dozers either. You know, once they get, you know, the no. they get the, the hang of the Irish roads, they're going to be yeah. In, like it, it, if you if you had a good look at the times in Galway, um. Towards the end of Sunday, there there was a couple of fellas that were coming on song, and they weren't that far off the fastest times in the stages. You know, the, the more mileage they were putting down, the more they were getting used to the conditions and the tires, and they were there or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end of Sunday, so if we get a dry West Cork, yeah. I think it's going to be again. If you if you have a good look at the times in Galway. There was a couple of stages there. There was three or four cars on the one second again, and it's just it's it's fantastic to be mm-hmm. inside in the middle of that. Like, and you, you know that every single corner is a is a second. Like, mm-hmm. and if you go a tiny bit wide here, or a little overshoot there, you could drop five or six places down the leaderboard. Do you know, yeah. it's fantastic crack article. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I spoke to Adrian Hillington and Roland last week. You know, they're doing the British Historic Championship, and yeah. you know, the, the, you know, they're saying the crack and all, and you know, they're really enjoying that buzz as well. Isn't it great to see that's working both ways? You know, with guys from here going over and doing the British Historic, and then with British yes. guys coming over here, and it, it's a one-one for everybody. Yeah, I think from what I'm from, from what I'm hearing, I think you might see a few more Irish slash Northern Irish drivers um going to going to Wales this year. Um, the BTRD and the Pirelli and especially the BHRC the British Historic Rally Championship I think there's about 40, 40 drivers registered for that at the moment mm-hmm. after round one which is phenomenal yeah. um, and all driving very similar machinery you know so when you do go over there like you will be found out if you're not on the ball from day one or if mm-hmm. you don't have the prep done going over like you'll, you'll find yourself down the bottom of the top 10 very fast Um. Myself and Michael are hoping to go over now later on in the year. Um, we have a few rallies picked out, uh, similar ones to what we did last year. And we might even meet the BHRC guys on some of the events because of the fact that they're multiple championship events. Yes. So that will give us a fairly good test to see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might do, I think you mentioned Donegal in the, t- in the TAR. And maybe later on in the year, we might try and do the car 20 as well. We'll see how things are working out. But there's a lot of dates there that are coming yes, together. Right? It's, it's all starting to come together. Oh. It's all starting to come together. So um, getting back to West Cork, um, I'll be sitting with Fergus O'Mara in mm. West Cork. Uh, I was to sit with Fergus in Galway, but he hurt his back the week leading up to it. Um, we had a good recce done and everything, and we were ready for road. But mm. these things happen. And... As they say, that's rallying. That's the joys of it sometimes, but in no doubt, you know, you'll you'll be going into West Cork King to show that you know the work you uh, that basically Fergus put into coming up to Killarney 
like he was getting well on the ball and like he's only done a limited number of events in the historic car really as well hasn't he absolutely fergus is very new to the historic game as well and and these cars take a bit of getting used to do you know the gearbox is different to the flappy pedal stuff and mm-hmm. uh, no power steering is is no fun like <laughs> no, all no, these no. guys Sunday night in Killarney, these guys were struggling to pick up the points of Guinness. <laughs> there were aches in the shoulders and aches in the elbows. No, it's a tough... Like, I was only talking to a fella today, the, the, the speed at the top of the historics would actually frighten you. Like, you'd nearly need to drive one of them to see how fast these guys are going now. Yeah. And they're all they're all getting faster every rally. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you combine the historic results times with the modified guys... There was a couple of stages, um, I think we spoke about this before, but there was a couple of stages in Donegal last year mm-hmm. that uh, there was a historic car leading Class 13, like, yeah. for, for a particular stage time. I think it was Garton. Um, all the Class 13 cars were, were actually topped by a historic car with a, a H-pattern box and no power steering. It's, yeah. It's, I think, it's I think, yeah, Tommy O'Connell, Ryan Barrett and... Yeah. But they were all certain times that was always in the top two, you know, top yeah. one, two, three of class thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 extremely quick. Mm-hmm. Even though you're in a historic car, do you know? Mm-hmm. And um it's fant- it's fantastic. They're they're because the factory machinery is so close together and there's there's not an awful lot of advantage you can do mechanically, yeah. it all comes down to the driver. Know, which is fantastic, and the co-driver, of course. Yeah, really of course, of course, yeah. And you know, as you know, and for the spectators, because you know the 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 tires you guys have to run on, there's a bit more slide and there's a bit more sideways. And the, yep. you know, we we all know how good a BDG sounds. You know, that's yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, I love a Mullington or a two point five kgp or whatever, but there's just something that we bit sort of special about the the BDG engine, isn't there? Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah, um, and getting back to Castle Island. And a few clips that have come up so far, and hopefully we might get a few more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sound of them cars through the woods is phenomenal. It's like you can hear it coming about two hours away, and you'll still be listening to <laughs> two hours after. Yeah. And you'll be rewinding it and listening to it again until your wife is baiting you with an umbrella. <laughs> because that sounds like you, something that's happened already. <laughs> I was trying to put it on my phone as a ringtone the other day, and I nearly got bait. But... Um, it's 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 probably the the nicest sound that you can get in the woods like like um the last time i was on with michael we we were discussing the track rod i think it was the track rod was there was a friday night stage mm-hmm. um for the bhrc so because we didn't do the bhrc last year we were able to watch that stage but there was about 20 bdgs before the four-wheel drive cars mm-hmm. and we were just standing in the woods like all the rest of the spectators but once the BDGs were gone, people were turning around and going away because <laughs> there was no sound off the rest of them. You'd hardly hear them coming. But um, tis a tis a beautiful sound, yeah. So thanks very much, Erty, Stephen, and Declan. And Declan, I got you've had the hair standing in the back of my neck talking about them. You know the twenty BDGs going through the forest at night. Oh, I know. <laughs> also, last weekend was Kirkuston, the first round of the Northern Ireland Tarmac Championship. I suppose we should say. Um, Looked a fantastic rally there as well, Connor. It did. What do you call it? And you know, a good combination of the usual suspects, you know, taking part there. You know, we had um Darren Gas with Johnny Greer and uh, Derek McGarty, etc., and Stephen Wright. Mm-hmm. And phenomenal, you know, end to it. Like point one of a second separated Wright and, and uh Johnny Greer at the end of it. It's just incredible. Yeah, 
Oh, it really was. It really was. You know, I think I think that what makes rallying so appealing. Like, you know, we're on the edge of the seat right down to the very last stage. So I caught up with Stephen Wright. Uh, first of all, you'll hear from Stephen, and then after Stephen, we'll go in and we'll chat to two guys in who are helping to organise the micro challenge. And this is a very exciting. I think it's a like this here. You know, something a wee bit different. But I think there was twelve micros out, and there's hope for more before the, the year's out. There's going to be two track events, two road events, and two forestry events. But the guys, you know, I catch up with Sean Foy and Peter Dowds, and they'll explain it much better than I could ever do it. So, without further ado, I think we'll hear from Stephen Wright. Definitely, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good start to the year, absolutely. Uh, by the by, the narrowest of margins as well. So, uh, yeah, no, it was it was definitely nice to get the win uh, after such tight racing all day, and you know, hopefully that's the scene for for a good year of motorsport. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, like uh, for anybody that hasn't seen the results, uh, you've got a good early lead, and you know, it's kind of steadily built up. But then Johnny, kind of after lunchtime, started to come back at you, and then on the last stage, it was kind of who was going to blink first, and you, you held them off by was it point one of a second at the finish? Yeah, point one of a second. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't start and stop my my stopwatch in a, in a smaller time. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was really really tight. Like we we did we got the hop in the morning, and that was probably part of the part of the plan. In truth, uh, we we didn't really get taken full advantage of it because we actually got held up for most of the the second lap of the first stage. Um, so, but then I think Johnny had his his he got a hit a bit of traffic on stage two. But anyway, we had a we had five five seconds or so, and and Johnny just sort of chipped away at it. Uh, I think I got three stage wins and he got three stage wins and we were definitely feeling the heat going into the last stage because he'd he'd pretty much halved early to I think it was one point two. So we kept it all and then we, we got in and the way it works sort of in Kyrgyzstan when when you come in you can see the car in front time. So uh we seen Johnny's time and Jer had our time on his watch, you know, which is never going to be accurate to the to the tenth of the second but we knew it was going to be like within that sort of range, uh, not a tie. And uh, then, yeah, we seen we seen the clock and, and done a quick wee bit, bit of maz. And uh, yeah, uh, thankfully it, it fell in our favour. So <laughs> yeah, like I suppose at the end of the day, it doesn't matter as long as it's a positive number to your uh, on your side. It doesn't matter if it's point one or ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, act uh, like you know. Yeah, it's one of like yeah, I, I think I would have went home happy, uh, no matter what way, because it was just it was a really good day's racing. But uh, you know, yeah, you probably would also be a little bit deflated if it went the other way. I think the shackles. There's been a couple of times lately where we've been, you know, on the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, you didn't bowl a race for the Northern Ireland Championship this year. Um, but you, there've been in previous years you've raced for the championship. Is it not something you can see yourself continuing on with? Uh, yeah, like we, I probably will do another couple of rounds. Uh, the, the championship itself, like for me, it, it, it's top notch, really. Like it's, it's got five pretty for me compact events, which is good, you know, uh, when things are busy at work and busy at home. But they're also pretty competitive, very enjoyable events. Um, and uh, yeah, like like I I enjoy them a lot. Uh, um, and the championship's been good to me in the past as well, you know, winning it in 2019 and sort of being 
you know, most rounds that we've been at recently, we, we've been there or thereabouts. So like, it was definitely high on my radar. But this year, I suppose, just something that had been um, causing me a little bit of frustration over the last sort of couple of years or, you know, maybe just growing more and more in me was the, the start line procedure at these events. So um, the way it works is cars are released at their 30 second intervals like they are in stage rallying. But because you do two laps of a track, it's quite likely that at some point during the day you're going to get released uh, close to another car um, and and likely get held up. Or, you know, maybe the, the person you're racing is going to get held up. And, you know, uh, for me, I didn't really, you know, <laughs> I wanted to be, if I was taking on the championship, it was going to be with a view to trying to, to be at the sharp end. But when three of the five rounds were sort of exposed to that I just for me I just decided this year um it wasn't it wasn't what I was after so I suppose as well like I I kind of I feel like there's a simple solution to that procedure but then um, apparently the MSA are quite restrictive in terms of 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 what they can do I accept that and you know um it it is a great championship I wish them all the very best with it and like I say I hope to be out in a couple more rounds but it just wasn't something whenever we were trying to decide what to do uh, for that reason. I just, it, it wasn't for me this year. Yeah. And like, I suppose the, the other good thing we can take away from the weekend is the, the Fiesta is still competitive. Like you, yourselves won on the, the tarmac the previous you know couple of weekends ago. Gary Jennings was had a superb performance in Galway. And uh, Mark Donnelly won the gravel. It's great for the, the, the older, the R5 Fiesta. Yeah, it is like I suppose it's probably a little bit, uh, probably a little bit uh, misplaced at the weekend because I was running in class eleven, which is the thirty-four mil restrictor. So you know I'd had of uh, you know a bit more grunt than say I'll have in Midlands on the thirty-two mil, um. So that that definitely I think it it makes up for for maybe the seven or eight years behind like uh-huh. it, it's an awesome car like uh, no matter what restrictor it's on but you know the, the, the thing does move forward and uh you know i think those track events where everything is you know everybody's pushing particularly hard you know they know where they're going and uh i think i think i would have had I, I don't think i would have had a hope to be honest in, in the 32 mil restrictor of racing, of racing johnny but um you know with, with the 34 mil it, it, it put me in the hunt and uh i suppose i, I was a bit you know, I had a decision to make as to which class I was going to run in, um, and again for me that that felt like the the right thing to do to try and make sure I could race for the win rather than uh, you know sort of put myself out of contention. So yeah. so I went for that. I think it made for for a good day's entertainment. And then you know you mentioned the Midland. You always you know I remember talking to you before and you were saying the one day event suited you for work wise. You know you could go and do your reggae on the Saturday, do the rally on Sunday, and still be work Monday. Uh, can you see yourself maybe registering for that the national championship maybe this year? Uh, yeah, so uh, I will register for it. I don't know how many of the rounds really I'll be able to take in, um, but you know we'll we'll start in Midlands, see how it goes, and. Uh, yeah, like we 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 had a good enough start in May or last year. We surprised ourselves with with a third place. Um, I think the entry list for for Midlands is is looking like it's going to be pretty competitive. So that might be be wishful thinking this year. But we'll uh, 
you know, it, it's still very competitive, friendly rallying, and you know the closed road stuff is is very enjoyable as well. So um, yeah, we'll we'll give it a rattle, and and I suppose see where we're at with it. Um, I'm probably still working on a on a one event at a time sort of calendar, but uh, I'm really enjoy, enjoying it at the minute. So uh, we'll we'll try and get out um, a few more times over the course of the year. I suppose that lockdown was the main thing. I think uh, a couple of us had cars, and then when lockdown kicked in, the likes of Peter and Stephen Whitford really kicked in. I think I built about two or three cars over the lockdown period, and interest really grew from there. And, and Peter, you know, like you talked about, you know, the, a lockdown project. You know, this lockdown project has, has, has took legs and rum. Yeah, yeah. I blame <laughs> Weavy. <laughs> <laughs> he said... Let's get a micro. I was sure okay, you know, and yeah, we we, we got a, a shell off him and started building away at it. And obviously through lockdown, it was easier to take a bit of time at it, you know, but um, we got it built up and we had the bits and he had the bits and we just started firing bits to a car and got some cars going, you know. So for us, that, otherwise I could never afford to go rallying like that because it is, it isn't something you can just do on a whim, you know what I mean? But we built it up over the couple of years of COVID and from that then we said to some of our other friends here, this is a bit of crack. And I think as the car started evolving, people seen them, it was like, let's jump on board. So we, we, we're looking now like we're going to have a good 12 cars mm. now on at least 12 or 14, you know, coming ahead. Yeah, I think we've now 15 registered drivers and a, and a, <clears throat> a gathering of co-drivers coming in as well. Um, I think I think we be in the background always had this idea that the micros were the way to go. Obviously, he did it in 96. You know, there's lots of guys that, you know, we Nal McShay, you know, Elvin Evans started in, in Micros and so on. There's plenty of guys, and you know, more recently, Jordan Hone was, you know, battling away over in England in the, the 1400s or whatever in a Micro. So the cars have always been good. You know, more recently, they've got a wee bit more power to make them a bit more interesting, you know, but they, they handle so well, they have a great gearbox and things like that there. So I think he'd always an idea that it would make a good, good challenge again to get, get people out. So, uh, you know, I think, as, as Peter said, a lot of the sort of friends, Ballin Hinch Motor Club, sort of were supporting people as well and, you know, helping us put together. But, you know, we're now up to 15. It's it's There's certainly more. And there's some really quick drivers amongst the 15, unfortunately, now. So the chances <laughs> of winning are, are dropping by the day. But... No, well, the, the, the good thing is, though, there, Kevin, you have to point out is you, you can come and compete in the Micro Challenge in a a five grand car or a 20 grand car or whatever, you know, there's a race between the whole field. Yeah. So it's not like you have to have an ultimate car, you know, okay, there at the weekend we've seen Wavy and Young Fat White there up at the front, but there's other two different cars as well, two, two quite totally, different cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally different, you know, but there, there's somebody will come in and have a race midfield or at the back of the field. So for, for us, we don't want anyone to be put off by going, oh, look at the pace of that because right through those 15 cars that we'll have or, you know, whatever will be out, there will be a race. And that's the most exciting bit about rallying. Now, the cars, as Sean said, the, the gearbox in them is fantastic. They handle like little go-karts and you put them wherever you want them to go and they seem to go yeah. at the minute. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you know, they are such a versatile car. You know, they're, they're good in the tracks, they're good in the road, they're good in gravel. And it's not every car that's so adaptable. And like, as yeah, you say, you can spend from five grand 
to twenty five grand on it. You know. So, but yeah. the thing is, you know, I suppose it's a way. Nissan, they were proper proper car designed by Nissan at the time with Harry Hockley and others involved. Mm-hmm. You, know, the only thing that I have to do for my car, um, to, to change it from tarmac to gravel is simply raise the height on it, and that's it. You know, you're you're more or less ready to go. So you don't need. They're not a complicated car to work on you know so um and we deliberately to be honest when we looked at the regulations we took a bit of time um setting up the regulations technical regs for the championship or the challenge and uh we kept it very simple we were going to try and go for a certain specification or maybe use the same tires and um etc you know and we thought no let's just get pe- people have cars in the garage will not exclude anybody the only restriction we've got is that they have to be no more than 1400 cc and without a sequential box that was sort of an expense we didn't want people getting drawn into so apart from that that's literally what's happened people have either just you know refurbed their cars and got them out or or sort of buying sort of cheaper you know target cars and building them up and things like that so uh, we've just left it very open for people so that they can go to the spec they want um, I still think, you know, as we can see, we're, you know, Philip White and so on, you know, the, the, the hope is that we get some younger drivers through, um, you know, okay, if they don't have the, the best car or whatever, I, I think a good driver always gets noticed, even if, the, you know, people are aware of the of the level the car's at. And if someone's even coming close to the likes of Stephen Whitford or Philip White or Philip Morrow or whatever, you're not far away, you know, and I think it's an opportunity for young drivers to get recognised, you know, you know, and and if they come along and beat these guys, fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. you you know, you're really on a pace. I think if if you can, you know, nip past them, so the, the opportunities are, and and we've got the TV or the you know the, the professional um, TV video coverage in play for all six rounds, so there will be you know exposure for for any young lad or lady coming through that wants to to get involved with rallying. Yeah, like Peter, this is such an exciting part of this this challenge. Like you have Stephen Watson, BBC Northern. He is the you know the guy that covers football, the golf. You know he's a he's a recognisable household yeah. name, and he's going to be the guy that's going to be doing the voiceovers and going to attend some of the events. And that this is a proper crew that's coming to cover the events as well. Yeah, it was sort of all done on a bit of a phone call. I uh, spoke to him before, and when when I put it to him, I wasn't expecting him to say yes. I sort of said, "Here, can you point me in a direction or something?" And he, he was all on for it. And you know, when he came down Saturday, there he was totally overwhelmed by what we're trying to do and you know if, for somebody like that to come and help us and push the whole thing it's unreal like you know he, he put a little clip on there on his twitter feed and there was twenty two thousand people or something looked at it yeah. so for us the exposure is fantastic you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i think i think it'll only bode well for the rest of the year yeah, yeah I, I think the highlight for, for me was the fact that they only covered the micros so all the drivers and co-drivers service crew got interviewed and, and all the guys in our five cars were excluded from the coverage. So anyway, every dog has its day or whatever. So the makers of you know this is their opportunity. This is that's and you know and like this is it and like why always you know the likes of Stephen Watson coming coming down and maybe that's his first time attending the event. Like if you can bring some of these guys down and show them, you know the buzz, the smell of a rally car and what what it involves, they get pulled in because it. We know how good the sport is, but it's great to show other people as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, like, I think Stephen was quite amazed that there was no proper coverage of the whole championship, as in the Northern Ireland Championship. Yeah. And, you know, we loosely discussed, you know, what it would take to make a programme on that. And, OK, I don't run the Northern Ireland Championship, but it's a, it's a conversation, I think, that can 
very quickly be had amongst a few people, you know, because uh, the people at the front do, they do deserve decent coverage. And even if it is only a roundup program, like we've decided, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know that anybody wants to sit down and watch a full 30 minute program, but you certainly would take seven, eight, nine minutes mm-hmm. and, and watch a catch up, you know, and it, it doesn't take an awful lot to, to get that underway. Definitely you know? not, for sure, for sure. And like the other thing with the migrant is, it's the car of choice with young guys now. You know, at the likes of all track, uh, you know, Ahidui, Moni, um, uh, uh, Kelly and these. So the cars that they're starting <coughs> out, and they can build them cars into, you know, uh, you know, uh, like a stage spec car as well. You know, with little little modification yeah. to take them into that next level and get them on to you know stage rally and you know whenever they come like 17 or whatever the age group is and again that's taken away that huge expense of having to you know go out and buy a dedicated rally car they already have the base car there for yeah, sure like and as you say sean like anybody can join in do you know what i mean yeah. it's if you've got a car in the garage dust it out there and let's go you know yeah and the j1000 there's plenty of j1000 doing the junior you know the micros yeah. uh you know down south elsewhere uh obviously it's fantastic now that craig brings put us uh, you know uh, a few quid in to, to support that and you know, we're hoping the likes of them the the challenge uh, is another option so when when those individuals you'll know, get the whatever 17 get a license then it's it's you know, it's really not much more than a matter of changing the one liter engine they have 1400 and maybe putting a good gearbox in or whatever but you can build them what you have you don't need to go out and buy an r2 car 30 or 40 or 50 grand or whatever it is because the reality is that that's the choice rally and sort of change quite a lot you know and if you're coming along and you want to start you know you you try explaining to some youngster you know how to go about rallying and you know the 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 main categories are set up there you know the r2s etc you know but they are quite expensive to step into the you know the Mm -hmm. cars take maintenance and all the rest of it whereas at least you know potentially you know with the j1000 the micro challenge there's an opportunity for someone to actually find out if they can actually drive properly and i think uh, as in any sport you know the, the, the quick ones do come to the top relatively quickly and, and it you know if you can get a couple of seasons in a good micro and, and really learn to drive and get the most out of it you, it puts you in good stead for for maybe if you do want to push on and invest a bit more heavily after that but you know at least you get a chance to to have a few bumps and bashes or whatever in a car that's not costing a fortune to run and the, the other thing that i always say as well even if you know they go and they try it and they don't like it the the, the skills they've learned you know the, the the way how how to you know how they react if a car gets out of shape or one thing or like that'll be invaluable from they get on the road that you know i think this is probably where we're underselling the the, the you know the positives of being in a competition car that you don't get flustered then if something happens to you on the road you have the skills to deal with it all this kind of thing can you know improves road safety and the whole lot really i suppose where i'm going sure yeah well it's important you know you know yourself it's slippery <clears throat> surface and all the rest of it there's there's lots of skills you know how to recover the car how to keep it in the road I learned on Saturday how to crash it and, and then get it back on the road. But you know, you're 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 never too old to learn, you know. So, yeah, it's good. I was uh, chatting to Eugene Dong in them uh, recently, and that's what Paul Kelly said to you about Eugene. He was the only man that could go to a track and crash somewhere, you know. So, so you're in good. Yeah, all, all, can do that. all the top drivers do it, Peter. It's all right. Everyone can do that. I'm very easily do. So uh, we go on from you know Kirkston round one. Where does where does the championship go from here? 
So we're we're in the Bishop's Court again. Mm-hmm. Should Balnehinch Motor Club run the the racing rally Bishop's Court stages on March 11th? So for us, as I said earlier, Balnehinch are sort of big supporters. A lot of the sort of team that started this off are, are members of Balnehinch, and to be honest, they made it a lot easier for us to actually run the challenge through the Motorsport UK um, by being the, the 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 sponsor club effectively. So that made life easier for us, and it also enabled us to use the rally score system. They had it set up, you know, their sort of uh, account on that, etc. So they've really facilitated this. Um, so we're, we're we're going to the round two. We've learned a few things, to be honest, from uh, organising, getting the thing running at, at, at the Kirkuson stages. Because, uh, you know, as Peter said, we're all competitors. Um, with with some support, there's a small team of us. You know, Gavin Campbell doing admin, Clodagh McMorrow doing um, the social media, etc. But we realised, having done the first event, that we need someone on the ground to actually help just. Get a, get the rest of us organised. We're too busy running around changing tires, etc. Maybe to do it justice. So we're making you know plans to do um, improve it again at Bishop's Court. So I'm sure Balnehinch will, will you know provide the necessary support. You know, getting uh, a, a good space and service area so that all the cars are together and things like that's quite mm-hmm. important. And especially when there's TV cameras are buzzing around, etc. So you know um, we're we're looking forward to that. As I say. Bishop's Court's always a good rally. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a slightly different experience from Kirkuston and uh, Balnehinch always run a good event. So uh, I'm sure for the the micros we can hopefully we can get as many out as we can, and it'll be another you know build them up we've done on in round one. Excellent, excellent. And then from there onto the roads, then. Yeah, it gets a bit more challenging <laughs> then. Yeah, yeah. stand clear. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, no, uh, it's pretty good. Well, well, the Plexibus itself, I, this year, fortunate to have, I have a, a brand new co-driver, Clodagh McMorrow, as I said, she's doing, of course, you don't just get one job, you get two, you know, so she's doing the social media, and this is her first year co-driving, so literally, mm-hmm. Kirkuston was her first event, so for her and others like her, there was and other... Her first accident. First accident, I like to get it all done on one on one event as well. You know, but, that's you know, road, yeah. yeah. At least she knows what that's like now. So, but it means you know the first two rounds for a new co-driver. You know, there's lots of things to pick up. You know, yeah. and so she can focus on the timing, etc. Learn that, mm-hmm. and then we we build it up, go on the roads for two events. Sort of, mm-hmm. we've done a little bit of practicing on pace notes and things like that. But there's nothing like you know getting a couple of events underway. Um, you know, get that experience, and then and then we go into the forest and it, it all changes again you know mm-hmm. yeah so there's it's a good challenge this, this year it's it's probably that the events we've picked are more like the old uh northern ireland championship where there certainly always was that mix and i, I know things have changed over mm-hmm. recent years but we thought we wanted um you know some people will be good in the circuit some might be good in the forest mm-hmm. so it gives everybody a wee bit of a a chance to maybe shine and mm-hmm. um and i should yeah, say we added the double good. points there sean yeah for the last round you know yeah. Just to balance first. it up, yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Because we've only got so it's effectively four tar and two forest rounds. So to keep it interesting, we double the points uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the last round. And, and the other thing that should have mentioned, obviously, is we've we've had some of our sponsors, um, Matt Humphreys, Humphreys Rally Sport, uh, Miller's Oils, and Matt Con Shop Fitting have come in to allow us to set up. So we've certainly got you know trophies at the end of the year. But as well as that, we we decided again just for the the fairness and the, the crack to be honest we instead of just giving the prizes to the top three 
we did a draw at the end of the event. So um, Philip White got 150 quid, quid you know, to, and that sort of took a wee bit of the, you know, the cost out of his day. And, mm-hmm. and the, so it'll, it'll apply to others, you know. It looked a bit of a fix, to be honest, because I could run a gallon of oil, which was was never <laughs> on the plan. But the reality it was actually is... actually about letting a bumper he needed. Yeah. <laughs> There was people wanted a recount. They wanted to know how many times I put my name into that hat, but I can assure you it was all fair. But um, it just means anybody turning up to the event, even if they come last out of the, the number of cars, the thing, they've, they've an equal chance of winning a prize. And as I say, making it a wee bit cheaper for themselves. So it's quite important, and and it's great to have a bit of support from. The I think the thing to, to point, out, point out as well, Sean, is that the cost of the day once you actually enter the rally, the cost to run the micros on the day is actually quite minimal. Mm-hmm. There's far far a bit of tires and again you can pick whatever you want a tank of fuel does you for the day you know there's not much more expense in running your days rallying and that's that's what i find was really really good Mm -hmm. i that you're not that you're you know you're not changing the tires every time you come in you know you're not getting you know needing more fuel as the day goes on it's it's once you're there you're there and that's it you're pretty much in yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, like a set of back tires and my car was on the whole day and we'll go the next time again, you know. So, yeah, my my back tires did the down rally as well. So, <laughs> uh, you, you got to get the most out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the cars aren't hard on on tires and things like that. They're laid on fuel, you know, mm-hmm. and they're on touch wood. They're 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 pretty reliable. Um, and and I suppose the other advantage is for for now, maybe in for the next year or two, you can still get get lots of parts second hand there's still plenty of old makers lying around and things to get the think that's half the bottle we're going to run out doors and things to get fairly quickly now but anyway Kevin it's great to hear that was a brilliant initiative the micro challenge you know looking forward to seeing how that pans out through the year and obviously if anybody has any spare parts (laughs) get in touch with the two lads (laughs) I think they're looking for shells and what else um i also caught up with kyle mcbride so kyle was competing in killarney it was a bit of a last minute you know out of the blue rally that he was uh competing in uh out in a brand new rally for fiesta and kyle ended up he's won his class he was um what do you call it third two-wheel drive homo if i'm correct and 15th overall um so i took the opportunity to have a chat with kyle about how the weekend went for him and also what his plans are for the rest of the year Thanks, thanks, Connor, for having me on. Um, yeah, so we had a very positive weekend, uh, a good start to the year, I suppose. Um, no, I was happy to get to, to get started at the event, and uh, as you say, there we're, we're a new car, we're in a Fiesta Rally Four, so it's an upgraded car to what I was using last year. It was the Fiesta R two T fifteen car I was using last year, so um to the 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 kind of the the object of the event was kind of learn the learn the car and use it as a use the event as a good test for for um the malcolm wilson rally which we're going to now in a few weeks time so um we just thought if we kind of it's good to get a bit of experience on 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 the on the clarinet stages and uh kind of get knuckled down see what the new car is like and Obviously, the competition's very high in, in, in the, the Air Force state at the minute. Um, there's a lot of Rally 4 cars out there. So, no, it was, it was a good weekend, to be fair. And how did you find the new car? Did it take long to settle into it? Yeah, it's it's, it's different in a few different ways, to be honest. Um, it's like the, the, the power of it's obviously it's a lot more powerful and a lot more torque and the brakes is a lot better and the handling's a lot better now. But um, <coughs> from... To, to get on to it, 
kind of the first loop took me took us a bit of time to get onto the car as I had no test in the car, you know, so it kind of we decided to use the first loop to kind of take our time and, and ease our way into it, you know, and just get get the get the kilometers under our belt and obviously adjust the setup to 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 suit my driving style and uh, then push on from there. But yeah, that's that's what we did. We we went out in the first loop and we got back in service and 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 uh, we did a few setup changes on, on during service and we back out for the second loop and we're able to to um. Obviously, beat our previous stage times of, of ourselves through the run, like so. You knew your your improvements was quite good. Um, but no, the cars, the them the cars are savage to be fair, and they're they're very fun to drive. But I did take a bit of learning, and I just kind of threw in at the deep end at stage one. I was kind of, you know, yourself, you're a bit iffy of it, like. But I think it's a great it's great to experience that, you know, kind of to be to go on with no with no test and event, and it really it really it really teaches you a lot, you know, to kind of take your time and and you learn a lot through that way. I thought, you know. And I think the Clarny stages had a mixture of everything. You had fast sections, long straights, technical bits. Yeah, um, it was. There's a lot of tricky sections. Um, as you say, there's a bit of everything. To be honest, there's a lot of very, very fast sections and a lot of straights down into chicanes with downhill braking and a lot of loose sections. You know, so it's hard to judge everything. With with there's a lot, a lot of chicanes in it. You know, and uh, as you say, it's kind of a bit of everything was mixed into it. Was quite good because. I'd give you an idea of what the car was like on nearly every kind of surface, you know, the, the loose sections and and the other sections, the solid sections and stuff. So no, it was it was very good. And you know, Clarney, new car, you know, no testing, etc. And obviously it was about getting the feel and getting an understanding. But you took the class win. Was that in the plan or was that just an added bonus? Ah well, like obviously when when you're going to events and those cars now, you're you obviously want to go out and win. That's the that's the plan at the start, like. But you have to give yourself a bit of chance to kind of ease yourself onto it and get the experience, like, in the car. But um, we just says we'll go, we'll do what we do, we prep the way we prep, and uh, I have a new I had a new navigator as well on the event, so um, we just we did we did the prep work and got the training in, and uh, we just says look, we'll do what we usually do, and we'll see how it goes, and yeah, we 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 weren't far away after the the first loop, we were. We're, I think we're just two point five seconds ahead on, on the first service, so it was, it was tight, like, and uh, we kind of found ourselves in the middle of a race, to be honest, and like it's not ideal whenever you're trying to learn a car and learn your new navigator and stuff like that. So, no, we we're happy to be to be up with those guys with KCJ and um, Dylan Dylan Leaves as well is going very well. Um, KCJ has a lot of experience and <laughs> likes to be up to him to be up close to him and stuff. But it is. It was very good, like, but no, it was, it was a very good weekend. And you mentioned the Malcolm Wilson Rally, so that's the first round of the British Rally Championship, and you're doing the junior BRC this year, is that right? Yeah, so, um, yes, we got the programme put together there um, there a few weeks ago that we, where we're doing the, the full BRC programme. Um, so, yeah, the first round's the Malcolm Wilson, and that's uh, gravel as well, obviously. So it's great to have the experience now on the from Clarny there past, past weekend there. So... We kind of we kind of got ourselves into a very good rhythm now, um, with a bit of seat time in the car before Malcolm Wilson. So yeah, it's kind of preparation now. We aim to prepare ourselves now for the Malcolm Wilson stages. And obviously, a lot of work is on behind the scenes getting a program like that put together. Was it difficult getting sponsors on board? 
Yeah, for sure. It's it's um I think it's a big part of the game, um, especially for me at the age of nineteen. So it's as we know, motorsports are very expensive and only for the likes of all my sponsors that they're kind of making this possible for, for me at this age to to do a championship and, and produce a programme like that. Like it's it is a big ask, but um I have a lot of sponsors on board from last year and, and, and obviously the start of this year now and only for the likes of the Academy there and um, McCormick Contracts, Andrew McCormick, uh, MCL Fasting, which is Aaron McLaughlin, and Dewey Bros, uh, BDM Motorsport, PCRS Rally Sport, CBM Signs, and McBride's Fast Food, and KMD Auto Care. Like all those guys is pushing me on behind the scenes. So it's, it's hats off to those guys who's making kind of making programs like this. Um, available for for me to do like it's it is very very I'm very lucky to be there. And you mentioned Motorsport Ireland Academy. You were on the shortlisted for the Billy Coleman Award, and and out of that, you became a you know part of the academy for this year. What sort of work are you doing with the MI Academy in in the background? Yeah, it's a, a huge. There's there's a huge gang of people behind the scenes. Um, and hats off to what they're doing. Like it is, it's really, really, really good. What they're trying to. What they're trying to do is obviously show us how to prepare ourselves for for the events the best as we can, and um, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, and I have to thank them. To be fair, it's, they do put on a big effort. Like so, yes, we have from from a personal trainer side of things to a nutrition side of things to a mental health coach Alan Harry. Um, they have everything that's that's available that, that we need, and uh, if there's any questions, there's al- always somebody there to answer your questions and. Everybody's looking to push each other on, even members helping each other out, um, uh, sharing and care footage to see where you're where you can gain time and where you can practice. Like so like everybody's there as a team to to push each other forward and it's it's a huge credit to what they're doing. It's it's just unreal to be fair, like you know. And apart from the BRC rounds, um, when will we see you out again, you know, on, on the home shore here? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of up in the air at the minute, but obviously, for 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 me to to kind of keep pushing my piss on, kind of the BRCs, the place to go, and there's also a few other options in Europe. Um, it's all up in the air, but uh, I don't really know to be honest. There's a few national rounds and stuff, so oh well, definitely, there's definitely a few things half lined up for for Ireland as well. So we just have to see how see how that goes. But for now. Our main priority is the BRC, and there's a few other things going going along. So, so yeah, it's, it's quite interesting to be fair. And Kyle, you know, you're trying to fit all this in in around studying, in around working, etc. You know, how you find the time for it all? Yeah, so obviously, when, when you get opportunities like this, you can you can make time to fit everything in. So, no, it's uh, it's, it's it's great to to have like I'm really interested in it and pushing myself on. So it's great to. Have them interest in something to to keep your mind active, and you're always looking looking forward to things and thinking about things and trying to improve your improve yourself as a driver on and off the stages. So yeah, it's, you just you just make the time. So you do. Great to hear from Kyle there. You know, another great young talent coming up through, and a real lovely lad to boot as well. You know, so good on you, Kyle, and all the best for the season ahead. Um, I think we've kept the best to last for this episode. Exciting news out this morning. Um, Owen Tracy is going to the WRC Mexico with John Coyne. Um, 
again, the MA Academy, we say this every episode, <laughs> what a fantastic initiative it is. Owen's getting his opportunity now to go and compete in a round of the WRC. But no point in me telling you about it. We'll hear from Owen himself here. Yeah, absolutely delighted. Um, great opportunity to get. Um, going to be sitting alongside John Coyne in the Fiesta. So definitely one of the biggest things, biggest bits of news I ever got. And really looking forward to the experience. Yeah. And like for a Cork man on the weekend of West Cork, you're going to be at the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever missed a West Car, but I could definitely chance it for this. <laughs> so. And, like, how did this come about? This was all happening through the, the MA Academy, is it? Yeah, I have to say, this is thanks to the Academy. Um, so, myself and John were actually lined up to the harvest last year, but uh, unfortunately, that didn't work out. And he got on to me recently um, and he let me know his plans to do Mexico. and of course, I was more than interested to get involved. Um, obviously, a huge opportunity for me, and I suppose it's fierce handy for me. I have the backing of everyone in the academy to help me along. There's a lot of experience wrapped up there as well. Yeah, like, you know, as we spoke to Alan Harry recently, you know, like the fitness, the mind management, everything, you know, like you're going to have to get used to the heat, the longer days, you know, but the, the academy is great. They will have all in things sort of, before you ever land in Mexico, they will have give you all the tools to deal with all the, the new experiences. Exactly. Yeah, it's outside of the rallying part, all of that, just trying to get yourself prepared and as ready as you can be, because obviously it's going to be a hectic week. Um, we'll be rallying the weekend before in England as well. So it's all going to run in together and they'll give us everything we need to be prepared. And on top of that, then with all the people involved in the rallying, I mean, it likes of Josh there. He's given me a few tips. He's done plenty of world rounds. I'm talking to Greg, Rory, James, and Brian. They're all a great help to us in preparing as a co-driver then. And obviously, Paul Nagel's a former winner, so he was one of the people I had to ask for a bit of advice. <laughs> um, and he's been more than helpful. So it's it's great to have all those people around you. And, you know, you can just pick up the phone. Something random pops into your head that you're just not sure what is this about. Um, you can give them a ring and they'll settle you. Yeah, like, and what, you know, this is the one brilliant thing that I can take from the academy is how willing everybody else is to, to share their information. Like, what other sport can you pick up the phone and talk to, like, a previous one or a WRC? Like, you know, you couldn't, you know, if you were playing football for, you know, Cove Ramblers, you couldn't pick up the phone and ring Ronaldo. <laughs> that kind of thing. You know where I'm coming from. It's, it's, it's such a, a tight-knit sport from that point of view, isn't it? That's just it, yeah. I mean, like, while you'll be... You're going over to all these rallies around the country and all your competitors, your closest rivals are also the people who are giving you the most help. Um, you see it all the time in Irish rallying and, you know, I find as well with the academy there, you've Larkin, Grace, Ronan, Sarah, they're all competing every weekend as well. So you might lean on one of them. Any other co-driver in the field will give you a dig out no matter what's going on. So it's it's brilliant and you know, it's just the way our traveling is and all around the world, if you meet an Irish person, they're going to give you a hand. So it's brilliant. That's for sure. That's for sure. And then also you're signing up like, for you come to problems problems last year was sitting with John Mulholland in the, the, the junior British championship and you're going back there again this year. Yeah, that's right. So um, Johnny gave me the call last year. I've done a few rallies here earlier in the year and he gave me the call to go to Clacton. So, we did the juniors last year and a great year. Um, some 
brilliant experiences going over and back and learning the events and heading back this year with the Rally 3 Fiesta. So definitely looking forward to see what that's like. Yeah, I guess like you said, a great year last year, like, you know, uh, a couple of podiums and then one outright one to, to finish off the year in the, the Cambrian. Like that must be like a dream come true for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like, geez, I never thought I'd be going over to Britain and taking on a championship. Um, so um, it was brilliant to sit in with Johnny and, you know, he's a great guy. We had some good crack over and back and you'd also the likes of Eamon and Connor. They were going over and back. We were servicing together and to have them, like Connor had done it the year before. So I was able to ask him all my questions and um, definitely brilliant. And yeah, as you say, a couple of podiums along the way made it very, very good. And the Cambrian was obviously topped it all off very nicely to get to stand on the top step of that. Yeah, I take I've taken the one that on sixth overall in the rally too. Like that is just like brilliant. And you know, Johnny, as you say, Johnny is one of them lovely young fellas that just no matter where he goes, he's always about a smile on his face and there's always something smart to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's a gas man. And uh I mean we did Donegal as well last year to top it off. I'd never even been up to the rally and we got a chance to do it, so it's that's that's a great crack too. And an S two thousand Skoda as well too. You know, another one of those cars. Like it will be an iconic car in years to come. There's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. A, a screamer of a thing, like you know. <laughs> Best wishes there to own out in uh, Mexico in the, the coming weeks, uh, and then just chatting about Donegal and the, the Skoda S two thousand as well. We know that uh, Johnny Mulholland. That, that weekend, the the wee yellow Skoda, uh, well not when you got up, not Ollie Johnny, will not embarrass you. <laughs> so that was episode five, season two, Connor, uh, another fantastic episode. Ah, oh, listen, absolutely great. And, and again, every time we have one of the Academy guys or girls or a couple of them on, just get blown away by the amount of initiatives coming out of that program. It's just incredible. Yeah. That is for sure. That is for sure. And I think we haven't seen nothing yet for the sound of things. But anyway, that's it. So please like, share, subscribe, rate, comment. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, appreciate all the lovely messages over the last few weeks as well. Thank you. Uh, so until next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. <laughs>